Welcome to the Sages Among Us. What makes a community great? Most importantly, it's the people who live and work there and are engaged in community life. The Sages Among Us focuses on those people, what they do and why they do it, and celebrates the leadership, time, and energy they bring to making a positive difference for all of us. Hello and welcome to the Sages Among Us. I'm Holly Grimaldi Flores, doing my first show with this of talented group at KVMR, and I'm very excited to have my first guest, Gil Matthew. Welcome, Gil. Hey, thank you, Holly. Great to be here tonight with you. I'm going to give a short introduction about what I know about you, and then I'm going to be asking you a few questions about what makes you uh, so involved in our community. So I'm going to start with this. Gil Matthew has over five decades of building business from the ground up. He started in manufacturing, growing from a one person to 65 employees. He restructures existing businesses, brought heavy accounting, finance, and engineering excellence to the commercial world. This together with a strong commitment to civic enterprises, serving in leadership roles with Rotary International, Sierra Nevada Memorial Hospital Foundation, Northern Rural Training and Employment Consortium as chairman and board member of Alliance for Workforce Development. He's a published author and playwright. He round, has a pretty rounded out life, a career of purpose and interest, and is currently the executive director for the Nevada County Economic Resource Council. That's a lot, Gil. Well, I'd like to meet that guy. Where is he? <laughs> he seems like he's a pretty busy guy. So I'm going he to start is. with this. The ra- this radio show has a special focus on collaboration. I'm wondering, what do you think it takes to build relationships between people and organizations in our community? The first step in that process is is somehow getting people face to face. If you can get people face to face, it it drops an awful lot of barriers. Um, and, and we can see that on the international level. We can see that on the national level. But if you can just bring people together. So that's one of the things we try to do here in Nevada County is to actually bring people together. And we're fortunate because Nevada County is susceptible to that idea. Well, it's such a difficult time for having people, as you well know, in the face-to-face. And now we find ourselves um, Zooming together or like this on the telephone over broadcasting rather than in person. I know you're a knock-on-the-doors kind of guy. How have you managed to maintain and build relationships through this last year? Well, it is obvious that it has been much more difficult than it was in years past. Um, the, The whole Zooming idea has made uh, fatigued us all, but it is uh, so much better than not being able to be in contact with those people. Um, and this is a temporary thing, so we have, to, we have to look at it in terms of the long line, not the short line. So the long line is we keep the relationships together by Zoom and by other communication uh, opportunities, because we'll come out of this and we'll come back together face to face. Your earlier question about you know how do you how do you build relationships between people and I said face to face because if you can be face to face it drops a lot of barriers and I'm really looking forward to soon being able to get back to that. So was there an experience in your life or one particular moment that you can pinpoint as the reason that you became so involved in the community and involved in making a difference? Um, a good question. I, I would answer that by saying, you know, there's there's nature and there's nurture. And, you know, that's been talked about a lot. And I think I'm a product of a combination of nature and nurture. I think, it's, I think it was my nature 
to be concerned about my fellow man. Uh, that started way back in, in grammar school, I, I can remember. But the, the nurture, as I've moved along through life, I've seen the value of service. Um, and Rotary is a classic example of service above self. And in that regard, uh, you learn about yourself and how pleasurable service above self can actually be. So what is it that makes that dedication personal for you? Um, I, I thrive when I see other people thriving. And I don't mean uh, economical thriving. I mean just social and spiritual thriving. People who feel a sense of well-being. Um, I like to leave every conversation with people I have that they feel better about it, um, that conversation. And I know that sounds a little bit trite, but I really do believe that, that um, every interaction I have with every person, I want to leave them better off than when I found them. And not just because of me, but because we had the opportunity to, to have fellowship. I like that. How long have you been in Nevada County? I moved to Nevada County in 1981. Um, great idea. I was going to move up here, and um, it was really interesting because I had every intention of building a business here. And uh, I was living in Orange County, and uh, I owned a, um, a mortgage banking company. And um, if you know anything about mortgage banking people, they, they tend to be they tend to live the fast life, as it were. And so I told my mom who, and dad, who lived here in Nevada County, that I was going to move up and start my business up here. My mom said, son, I don't think you should do that. You can't even buy gas after 8 o'clock at night <laughs> in Nevada County. But I moved here anyway, and I tell you, I never looked back. That's really great. I don't think uh, the community is sad to know that you made it here from Orange County, their loss, our gain. Did you become uh, civically involved right away? How did you find your way into making a difference? Well, the sense of service came with me out of out of Orange County, um, so it wasn't something that, that birthed here. But yeah, I love to tell the story. Uh, that's because of that story. My mom said, "Don't move here, son. That you can't buy gas after eight o'clock at night." But I moved here with a with sense of nervousness. I had been in town about a week, and um, and was uh, helping my brother with a business, and he had a a um, office person there and uh, she said you know um this is a great community we do theater here you you might be interested in that and so we had this conversation about it and a week later i'm driving down broad street and i see her and two other people that i had already met i could have driven around orange county for the rest of my life and never seen anybody i knew so once i came to nevada county and and saw saw how um, approachable things were. It, it was just a blessing for me. So I got my real early start uh, working with Foothill Theater Company back in in 1982. My goodness! Is, and you said you brought that uh, that civic duty or that need to give back with you. Is is there anyone that influenced you to be that way? Is that a family thing? Uh, not a strong family thing. My, my grandfather was uh, an inspiration to me in terms of service. Um, he, he was a tireless uh, servant in his little community, and he lived in a very small town. 
uh, very close to where I grew up, so I, I knew him and I knew all of his friends and I knew how, how he impacted his community. So I watched that and I, I always thought that looked like it had great value for my grandfather and I wanted to do that. So that was the early days, but, but um, the maturity of my service really started around 1986 here in Nevada County when I ran into a guy, um, Herb Demick, if anybody knows Herb Demick. Uh, a retired uh, pastor, and um, he and I formed a relationship, and he taught me a lot about service above self and uh, ultimately got involved in Rotary in that regard. Well, one of the things you mentioned in 1981 certainly was, uh, aside from not being able to get gas after 8 p.m., was how everyone didn't, everybody kind of did know everybody, and now I would say the community has changed a bit. First of all, you can get gas, I think, anytime. But also, you can go a lot of places and not see very many people you know. Do you see that as a good thing or a bad thing, indifferent? How would you frame it? Uh, I don't see it as a good or a bad, but different. It is a different world. And one of the joys of life is that when the world changes, we get to change too. And I always hope for the better. Um, <clears throat> my father. Uh, who lived here in Nevada County, and I, I cared for him the last uh, many years of his life. And uh, every Saturday uh, at 12 noon, I picked him up, and we went and we did grocery shopping for him. Now, he lived to be 102, so we did a lot of that. And we would go to the store, and we would leave, and he said, is there anybody in Nevada County you don't know? <laughs> and, I, and I said, yes, significant numbers of them. He said, I don't believe you. I understand that. I do. When people come from out of the area, they can't believe how familiar we all are with each other. And with our community now, are there examples that you would suggest for people to get involved with? Today I saw on social media uh, somebody who had just moved here with his wife in his 50s, and he said, I'm just looking for a friend, and he hasn't been able to connect with anyone. Do you have some suggestions? Not just for him, but for anybody who wants to get involved. Yeah, I will tell you that Nevada County is, first of all, is one of the easiest places to become involved because, A, there's a great want for people to be involved. Uh, we have more than 100 significant nonprofits in the community. Now, there are probably 400 nonprofits, but when I talk about nonprofits that have a, you know, a budget and, um, you know, have you know, some influence in the community, and they all can use more help. I would start with the nonprofit community and find, find an area. There, there's got to be a nonprofit that works in an area that um, inspires you. Uh, there's all, everything from animal saves to, um, um, you know, adoption to uh, forest conservation. So the nonprofits are, are a rich opportunity for anyone who, who comes to town, and they will embrace you. So I know that you've sat on a number of boards and volunteered for a number of nonprofits. I'm not going to ask you to pick a favorite, but I would ask why you picked the ones you chose. We could start with the Rotary or the Hospital Foundation, but um, and you can go on because I know there's many more. The um, I'm going to back up, and, and I'm going to go back to the uh, Foothill Theater, which was one of the early boards that I was on. Um, I I love live theater. I I think it's one of the, the greatest things we can do. Uh, I love live theater because it there's a tremendous risk out there on that stage for the actor. Can can he pull it off? 
right in front of you. You know, much like a magician, can he can he make you think the coin disappeared or reappeared? So I I like the the drama aspect of that, and it didn't take very long for them to say, look, you need to be on the board, and that's really my first big board experience here in Nevada County. Now, unfortunately, um, Foothill Theater Company no longer exists. It took a turn to do a different direction, and that was its demise, and, and, and I left before all of that happened. And then when you come to the Hospital Foundation, uh, in my capacity with the Economic Resource Council, and I often speak about, you know, the value of the community, and I say that there are, there are three things any valuable community should have. And one is, first of all, a fairly good regional airport, and we have that. And second of all, you need an institution of higher learning, and we have that with Sierra College. And thirdly, you need a world-class hospital. And I say, you can live... 15 minutes from a world-class hospital in the middle of the forest. So the hospital is a huge benefit for our community. It is a, a wonderful hospital. So when I, I started to learn about the hospital uh, back in uh, 1999, and I was eager to uh, participate in terms of, you know, donating and serving in different capacities, and, and they invited me to the board, and I was thrilled that they invited me on the board because it, um, uh, I've been with them ever since. It's just it's been a wonderful opportunity. I serve on other boards. Um, every board needs good board members. I'm not sure I'm a great board member, but I, I try to give it my all every time. So I am on uh, other boards, and I, I enjoy the board process because that's where the real work gets done of a nonprofit. And what would you say makes you or anyone a good board member? Passion for the mission. That's very succinct. Well, <laughs> yes. When I was, yes. Uh, um, when I was the, uh, the president of the Hospital Foundation, um, one of the things I did was I said, every board meeting, we have to have our mission statement up there on the wall that we all see. So we need to know why we're doing what we're doing. And um, uh, that... that uh, I really believe in that, that if you're going to be a belong to an organization, if you, you're not passionate about it, you're not going to work hard. And if you don't work hard, that can be a detriment to the organization. So um, I try to give it my all for every organization. And then other community service, you mentioned Rotary, for instance. Um, not a lion, not a Kiwana. Why a Rotary? Rotarian? <laughs> That's a Rotary. Well, a Rotarian. <laughs> a Rotarian. A Rotarian, please. Um, well, I think, I think many of us, if you ask all the Kiwanians, all the Lions, and all the Rotarians, how would you get to be that, not the other? I, I, it's going to be about the introduction that was made to you by a member of that organization. One of the things that's really fascinating in Rotary is nobody can remember the name of the president of the organization when you joined, but they never can forget who it was that invited you. Mm. And for me, it was Gary Daniel, 1986, said, you need to come to lunch with me. And I went, oh, great. You know, we're gonna, where are we going to go, um, Humpty Dumpty? And he said, no, we're going to go someplace else. And he took me to a rotary meeting. And um, I, I started to see what they were doing. I went three times, and then they asked me to, to join them. And um, I've been hooked. And had Kiwanis done that, I, I might have been a Kiwanian. One of my very dear friends, David Jones, is uh, a 
terrific spokesman for Kiwanis. And um, he's also turned out to be a Rotarian, but that's a different story. And a lover but of I live theater. A lover, a lover of live theater, yeah. So I think it's, it's how you get introduced to it. That's, you don't choose to be a Rotarian versus a Kiwanian, I don't believe. Well, not that this is about me, but my uh, situation in Nevada County of trying to connect and meet people also started with a nonprofit. I met somebody who was a Seroptimist International of Grass Valley, and I spent a dozen years doing that for that very reason, connection, giving back. I think that's so important, um, and obviously you do too. A lot of people hearing your story are going to think that of you as a role model. Are you comfortable with that idea? Not particularly uh, I don't I, I don't think of myself as that what what you can think of me as is a resource for I don't have the answer to life eternal questions but if there's a part of your life that I can help with I'm happy to do so is there something you'd still like to accomplish in the area of civic engagement or any other aspect right is there still a whole bunch up there you're still wanting to do the the thing that I still want to do is uh, I am currently um, employed by the Economic Resource Council of Nevada County, and I want to see that organization thrive. I was with the organization back in 2008, 9, and 10, then left to do some other uh, entrepreneurial activities. Uh, I am now back at the ERC, and and I'm... I'm, pr- I'm pretty, as you know, I'm passionate about whatever I'm doing, and I'm passionate about the ERC, and, and I want to make that a thriving organization uh, dedicated to ensuring a, um, a thriving business community in Nevada County. And why do you think that particular organization is important? It's important that it is the one place in the community where the most diverse group of the community meets together to ponder issues of the community. Let's take the issues we're looking at right now, housing, uh, workforce development. So when you sit at a board meeting with the Economic Resource Council and you look around and you see there's the superintendent of Nevada Education Education, uh, there's the um, supervisor from the county, um, there is uh, Tim Corkins, a major manufacturer in the community, um, there's the Arts Council, All of those people looking at the same issues, working on solution sets, that's why I think it's important, and that's why I think we can do great work. I like that. I'm thinking about some of the other nonprofits in the area. This last year and a half has obviously been very difficult for a number of them, especially in the performing arts. And Are there areas in the community where you think people, you might suggest that they could help with in other ways? following behind you or alongside you specific projects i would have to say that again back to the every nonprofit needs more good servants so any of them i'm particularly fond of the performing arts having done a fair amount of that in my career um so I would just say that I would love to see people get involved in that. I think if you're involved with a performing arts company, you don't necessarily have to be on stage, but you might be painting the set. Uh, You might be selling the tickets. You might be handing out the programs. Um, You get a sense of the community because you get to see a lot of people who come into that that venue. Um, And performing arts speaks to us inside of our heart in, uh, in a way that 
that reading can't do. Reading does it in a different way. But the performing arts is a um, a wonderful thing to get involved with. So if anybody is moving to town and looking how to get involved, there are performing arts uh, uh, opportunities around here. Music in the mountains, um, uh, cats, um, Sierra stages, all of those are opportunities, rich right. opportunities. In Concert Sierra, another one. And again... One of the things I say about live theater is it's a conversation with the audience and the performers. So without that audience, something really is lacking that you really can't replicate. Um, so we talked about those organizations. What I didn't ask and should is in your own organization, are there opportunities for volunteerism? You mean with the ERC? Yes, sir. Oh, absolutely. Um, if, if there's anyone listening tonight who is maybe retired, uh, a, a executive level retiree in the community looking for someplace to get involved. What I need is I need somebody to, to work alongside me on projects. Uh, there is more work to be done than I can possibly do. There are so many tasks that I want to accomplish in the community. I was um, talking today um, with some people about how do we how do we solve some of this workforce development and what is that problem? I'd love to be to commission someone to go out and survey why we have the workforce uh, issues that we have today. Um, um, and if you're looking for a place you want to serve, you could. You don't need to look any further than the Curious Forge, a marvelous organization, kind of in the backwoods, but uh, doing tremendous work in the community and needs all the help they can get. Well, when I think of the Nevada County Economic Resource Council, what I think holds people back is that they aren't in management or they're not owners of businesses. But can, is there a place for the lay person to learn or, you know, to bring their skill set? Is there a required skill set? I guess that's the question I'm really asking. Yes, there's a huge re- skill set required. And the skill set is a heart, <laughs> a heart that wants to serve. And that's really all. We do a lot of work. As It's not about being an executive. We have the Tectonic Tuesdays. Um, we'll begin bringing those back. Hopefully, COVID will go away and we'll start doing those again in person, uh, where we get together, talk about technical issues. Uh, the community can come in and see how technology is changing. You know, we don't need to look any further than how is technology going to be at McDonald's in three years? And those are the kinds of things we do there. So if somebody has an interest in becoming associated with ERC, there's tons of work that we can do, want to do, and should be done. So um, you don't necessarily have to have a specific skill set. A heart of, um, of desire and gratitude is all we need. So from what is obviously an extensive background in giving to this community in both uh, your professional life and your volunteerism. What have you learned about civic leadership? Leadership is about integrity. Um, Integrity is really key and important um, so that you do what you say you will do and that you honor other people. You honor their needs, their desires, their hopes, their fears, uh, and that um, you come alongside people. Um, I never liked that issue. I want to lead them. I just want to walk beside them. And they have things that I don't understand and know, and I have things they don't understand and know. But together, we're a force. 
and I was I think you may have answered that but I was going to ask the what works and what doesn't work in doing that uh, because you can't have too many cooks in the kitchen but you also need somebody telling you what to cook so True. so there is a well, need I, for leadership there, oh there is a need for leadership and the, and the leader needs to be the one who can look out at the assembled group and say group here's our mission statement how are we going to meet that mission statement? Hear from the people and help fetter out the good ideas and then to start to buy and build consensus in the group. So over this last year and a half, Gil, things have changed, obviously, well, through the pandemic and also through the political stream. There has been, I think, more divisiveness in our community than I ever realized existed and i wonder what you think it's going to take to bring us all back together or if you even think we're divided oh i i know we're divided uh, all you need to do is to read the union's editorial page <laughs> and yeah. you and you can see the the division civility is the only antidote to that uh, we must be civil and we don't have to agree but we need to be civil if i disagree with you about what kind of ice cream we should serve at dinner. It doesn't mean we need to hate each other. We need to respect that difference and say, I would never serve vanilla ice cream. Well, I think it's so interesting that we have always been different, but we used to have a lot more grace for each other, I think. And I don't know what the magic antidote is going to do to you know, bring us back all into a circle, but I do hope we can find it. And I know that you're a big part of that in this community as being in so many areas giving back. How would you like to be remembered at 20, you know, we are going to live to be at least 102 in your father's footsteps. So down the road, when people think Gil Matthew, what would you like them to think? He was a good and faithful servant. That is a really nice answer. What is it that you would still, aside from uh, what we have already talked about with the ERC, what is it that you are still looking forward to doing over these next 40 years? Oh, there's so many things that I really want to do. I, I want to learn more about technology. I, um, I'm still fascinated by, by um, computer coding. So I, I'd still like to figure that game out. Isn't it amazing how quickly technology has changed just in our lifetime, if you really think even 20 years, 30 years? Has oh, it, yeah. How, how have you managed to even keep pace? Well, Assuming that you have. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Making the assumption that I have. And I don't think I have kept pace. I'm, I think I'm behind. But I'm a lot closer than perhaps a lot of people. And that is because of all of my associations and nonprofits, organization, you just come up against it. So the whole Zooming idea, I mean, before we started Zooming for every meeting in the world, I didn't know how to, to Zoom. And now now we're all proficient at Zooming. And we're all more proficient at Facebook and, and Twitter and, and all of those kinds of things. And um, so, uh, yeah, the technology that's at, at our hands has now kind of been forced into us, and I'm very glad for that. We just have a couple of minutes left. I always like to ask the question, is there anything I haven't asked you that you would like to say? But if I ask you that question now, you have to give me a long answer. Gosh, I don't know what you should have asked me. Um, <laughs> you've, you've done a great job of asking questions. You've, you've been wonderfully provocative in requiring me to think about you know who and what I am and, 
and I'm I'm very contented where I am, but I'm not so content that I'm willing to stop um, being involved in a very committed way to the projects that I'm involved in with the hospital, with the Economic Resource Council, with NORTEC, with um, Workforce De- Alliance for Workforce Development and Rotary. And um, yeah, so I'm, I'm committed to that. And I think we grew up in a generation of service and there is a generation coming up behind us. Do you see the same civic mindedness coming up in these next, uh, I don't know, is it the millennials behind us? I, I, I see them as being a limited number, more limited number than what we had in our era. I don't know how to change that. I think uh, by being a great mentor. My guest tonight has been Gil Matthew. He's the executive director of the Nevada County Economic Resource Council and a board member of Sierra Nevada Memorial Hospital Foundation, among others, a Rotarian and a great community member. Thanks for being with us. Thank you, Holly. You've been terrific. It's KVMR.